everyone, and welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStomp.com. I'm your host, Cameron Dax, and joining us, we have games editor Mark Kalaroff. Now proud owner of DuckTales on Xbox 360. <laughs> Incredible. Finally. A, a, re- a reference to our interview with the uh, the WayForward people last week. Also with us is indie games editor Campbell Gill. You know, that was, without a doubt, the best Nintendo Direct of 2022. I'll just start it right there. Wow. Okay. A, a, a statement that will surely age like milk. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. And uh, with us, a very special returning guest, uh, Bradley, a.k.a. Yo Schiller. Say hi, Bradley. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm flattered that I get to be in the Nintendo Direct episode. That's the best. That's a high honor to me. So I really appreciate you guys not only bringing me back, but bringing me back at the time you guys did. I, I think it's awesome. Uh, listen, we uh, we originally were going to have you on because uh, we because we've had oh my gosh was it about about a year ago that we had you on Bradley? It must have been right because it, yeah last time you guys exactly. had me on I, I don't remember what I was talking about I don't even know if it like was the, the, uh, three had the Pokemon happened. Direct Pokemon Direct that's thank right thank you yes thank you thank yes, you thank yes, you. Yes. And it's like so much has happened since then but honestly like we, we were going to have you on because uh, obviously Legends. Uh, we, okay, hold on. Let's decide right now. Legends Arceus? I've been saying Arceus. Some people Arceus. tell me it's Arceus. And then some people say it's Arceus because it has to do Ew. with another Pokemon <laughs> name. That. Okay, well, that one's Sorali, wrong. Ally, which is another controversial name, and its ability <laughs> no. is called Arceus System. So people are like, oh, it's called Arceus System because uh, it's based bl- on uh, the legendary nope. Pokemon. Whatever. Hate Don't, that. Just say Arceus or Arceus. It's fine. It's interchangeable. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Uh, so originally we were going to have you on because it was like, okay, Bradley's the biggest Pokemon fan we know. Like, let's get him on to talk about um, Arceus slash Arceus. And also because we, we, we kind of went over during the Pokemon Direct in the episode that we had you on for that, we, we went over that trailer pretty extensively. So we thought, like, we thought originally it'll be great to have Bradley on and really get into the meat of this game. And then as providence smiled upon us a nintendo direct happened and what a direct it was we're gonna get into it uh i guess we should just start at the very top which was just for mark mark only of course uh the (laughs) the fire emblem three houses muso game uh mark you want to talk about this for a minute so i'm very confused as to what this game actually is because they say it's part of fire emblem three houses universe and it's just a warriors game featuring all the characters mm-hmm. but it's not a continuation because we're not going to talk about spoilers because i know you're playing it cameron but it can't uh, yes, be finally. It can't be a continuation can't be a prequel so i guess it's another alternate timeline to the original game i mean so- i don't know what else it could be mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, Bradley, uh, remind me, are are you a Fire Emblem guy? Did you get into this game at all? You know, I'm not that big of a Fire Emblem guy. It is a franchise that I've wanted to get into. Specifically, this year, I want to do a big tactics game push because so many tactics games are coming out. So So many. I feel as though I should get into Fire Emblem. Here's where my head's at, though. I think this game is actually a really good idea because the previous Dynasty Warriors type game that Koei Tecmo just did was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And mm-hmm. I did 100% complete that DLC and all, and wow. I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic game, and I thought it was a fantastic idea because it was a Breath of the Wild universe-style game, but with Dynasty Warriors gameplay. So it seems like they're going to do the same thing here, where it's the Fire Emblem Three Houses universe, but with Dynasty Warriors gameplay. And I think it's smart for Koei Tecmo to keep doing that as they go forward. Yeah, Bradley, totally right. Like, I absolutely loved 
uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity for the exact, exact reasons you're describing. Like, the original Hyrule Warriors was a lot of fun, but it was only as fun as just this fanservice-y mashup could be. It feels so much more exciting when the game is actually set in the universe of the series that you love and is adding something meaningful to it. And I think it's totally plausible that, you know, if really, like Mark said, it's not like a continuation, it's not a prequel, it's not canon per se, we could have some sort of alternate timeline, time loop, alternate dimension thing going on here. But at any rate, it's a really exciting uh, time to see the the Warrior series expanding in this direction and becoming more more exciting, I think. You know, we've had so many Warriors games that are just these random spinoffs. It's nice to see them integrate more closely into the series that they're, they're uh, crossing over with. I will say this for uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. It was incredible how just malleable the characters in that whole game were. Just the whole cast. You can literally take them in so many directions. And I'm pretty sure by the end of it, when the DLC came out, there were like six different timelines that you can experience. So now that we're adding a seventh one, I'm just curious as to how they're going to bridge the gap between all three houses or maybe even the secret fourth house that was in the DLC. Hmm. So... We'll see uh, where this one goes. To that point, it doesn't necessarily bother me if it's canon or not. I don't know if it's a spoiler. I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think Age of Calamity is canon, and I don't really <laughs> think it matters. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Because I really like those characters, and I like that world, and I like that art style, and I like that story anyway. I, I really think Rivali and Mifa and Daruk and Urbosa are all awesome, and the idea that I get to play as them in a fast-paced action game like a Dynasty Warriors game I thought was fantastic. So I suspect that something similar for a Fire Emblem fan is going to work wonders for Koei Tecmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, definitely. And I, I mean, really... the original game doesn't really have like a definitive um, canon to it since there's so many different options to experience. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, and yeah, to, to kind of go along with what Bradley says, I, I, think, I think these games like don't, super care about canon which is which is great like i don't know it's gonna be a fun way to, to change up the gameplay from uh from the deluge of strategy games that we're going to be getting um as we continue <laughs> on this year specifically up next we had the the uh, more information about advance wars reboot camp uh, most notably they are adding voiceover for this game uh how do you guys feel about that i i, I forget bradley are you are you an advance wars person I, you know, I'm not. I had friends in high oh. school that had the DS Advance Wars games, and they oh, so good. continuously sung their praise. So I always had a bit of interest in it, and I actually will confidently say that I'm going to get this game for two reasons. Oh yeah, man, you're 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 gonna love it. I, I yeah. think you'll I think you'll have a blast with it. Just just classic Nintendo through and through. Um, we we got I, I forget is this the first time they've revealed the actual release date, April eighth, or did they mention that before? Yeah, this is no. the first time. No, no, no. Been it was no, it was going to no, come out last year. It was delayed. Yes, it was yeah. supposed yeah, to come exactly. out last year. Got delayed. We finally got the official release date, April eighth, one day before my birthday. Just putting it out there. Uh, if any listeners want to get me a copy of this game, that would be a great birthday present. You're well, going I'll to tell wake you up. what, <laughs> because I said I was going to get this game for two reasons. Reason number one, I said I wanted to go on a tactics game binge. This is something sure. that I think will help a lot. And reason number two, this game has online multiplayer. And as a content creator, that is of Mm -hmm. interest to me. And I don't know how many of my friends are interested in doing a multiplayer 
mm. tactics game video. So if I need mm. another player, I am more than interested in hooking you up with this game so I can get I more mean, players on board. I mean, if it's for content, like, we got to do <laughs> yeah, it, right? It's a tax exactly, write-off yeah. at that point, It's right? a tax write-off at this point. <laughs> yeah. so, I just, I, I, might, I might hit you up on that. We'll see when the oh, time well, Listen, I'm, I'm not going to say no to that. Uh, so, yeah, Advance Wars still looking great. Uh, voiceover, I love it. I love the idea of it. Um, I Having seen a little more of those uh, cut scenes in action, I'm a little more sold on the art style. Um, looks mm -hmm. really good. I, I cannot wait to uh, continue playing this game. Um, let's keep moving on here. Uh, a big surprise, No Man's Sky. How does Switch. this happen? <laughs> How does this happen? I mean, I watched that trailer. I saw like I was like I saw the little title card they had, and I was like, that's not No Man's Sky. It can't be. And then they started showing gameplay, and I was like, this has to be a cloud version at least, right? I thought it was but a cloud version. They didn't version. mention yes. that, and yeah, so too. the only conclusion is that it's just witchcraft at this point because it looks unreasonably good on Switch. Right uh, it now. looks good. Listen, I, I it's one of those things where we're not gonna know until we see. Oh yeah, the actual, of course. Like, I guarantee uh, you they very diplomatically selected the specific shots that look the best for this trailer. I'm sure it doesn't well, look yeah, amazing, yeah. but even the fact that this thing, such an ambitious game as this, is running at all on Switch, and it looks to be running decently, at the very least running better than several other ports that were announced in this Direct, sure. um, is impressive <laughs> in itself. I, I, I agree with you there. Uh, this is one of those games that I am never going to play, I can confidently say. Like, mm -hmm. unless it's on deep, <laughs> deep discounts and I just, you know, I got nothing better to do. It's just, it's, it's, just, it's simply too large. Um, I like my games to have a beginning, middle, and end. And from what I understand, No Man's Sky doesn't Does have not. those things. Yep. Uh, so, like, props to people who are into the crafting and the exploration, but it's, it's, just, it's just not for me. But uh, if, if it runs as good... If if it runs even like reasonably well, then I'm super happy for for fans who've never played this game before. But as it stands, it's just not one I'm gonna pick up. I don't think. Um, yeah, it's so funny because well, one, I don't really care if a game looks worse on Switch. I care that it looks good enough, right? Oh, well, listen, point, yeah, one hundred. Bradley, we're yeah. we're gonna get to that. <laughs> yeah, okay. but, the, but the other thing was, it, it's funny because I'm actually editing a Pokemon Legends Arceus video. I really tried to get it done before the Nintendo Direct. Didn't happen. Tried to get it sure. done before this podcast. Didn't happen. But there's a there's like a throwaway <laughs> line I have in the video where I say I prefer my open world games to be fast and action packed rather than something atmospheric. And I like use No Man's mm. Sky as an example. And then a day later, there's this Nintendo Direct that announces No Man's Sky, and it's like, well, looks like I chose the most relevant game I possibly could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Very... so when they announced it in the direct, it just chuckled. I'm like, this is so not my thing, but I'm happy. I'm happy that it's on Switch. And now yeah. Nintendo players will be able to directly compare No Man's Sky and Pokemon Legends Arceus <laughs> on the same as platform. We, that's right. As we all as we all have longed to do. Listen, yeah, we got to move on to the to the the bit one of the biggest reveals of this direct. Something I never in a million years would have thought was coming. Yes. The sequel to Mario Strikers, Mario Strikers Battle. What's it called? Battle something. Battle, Battle, League. Battle, League. Battle League. Thank you. Couldn't remember the name. Mario Strikers Battle League dropping June tenth. What a surprise. I, I was shocked by this. What about you guys? So good. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was so surprising, especially the way they announced it. Like, after they led with Fire Emblem, I thought, like, okay, that's the only first-party Nintendo game we'll get for a bit. And then they transitioned to the headlines. I'm like, okay, we'll get some third-party ports. And then randomly, hey, here's this, this Mario Strikers game that people have been requesting for decades now. It's crazy to just throw that in out of the blue. Decade and a half, however long it was. I was like, decade, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if I was in charge of putting this Nintendo Direct together, I would have reversed those reveals. I would have started yeah, the presentation with Mario yeah, Strikers definitely. 
and moved into Fire Emblem. Not to say that Fire Emblem Warriors isn't a big reveal, but that that's kind of a weird way to start a direct, in my opinion. Oh yeah, when, when it really. We is. now know what the other games are. Well, but that said, the... caught me off guard for sure. Well, and that's the I think that's the wonderful thing about this direct was that, uh, <laughs> to me at least, it felt like like no way. How are they going to top this? How are they going to top this? Like every two mm-hmm. minutes, it was something to top the thing that came before it, and I, I think this this kind of set the tone for that. This Mario Strikers reveal was like, oh my god, like what are we in for? And then it just to me just kept the line kept going up as we uh, as we progressed through. Um, I never played the original Mario Strikers. I, I know a few people who are extremely... Yeah, I never did. Never got around to it. Uh, I know a few people who are extremely hyped for this game. So hopefully the sequel delivers. Um, from what I understand, it looks very awesome. Uh, I love the costumes. I love I love the, the use style. of items. Looks incredible. Yeah, art style looks really good. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to be great when it finally comes out. Um, hopefully the online multiplayer stuff, you know, works, works well. well. Uh, can only cross our fingers for that. There's something really weird about this game, though, which is that um, it's developed by Nintendo in-house and not Camelot or Next Level Games. It's not know. by Next Level Games? Are you sure? No, nope. it's by Nintendo in-house. It says on the pre-order for the eShop page, because I checked, and then I went to their other games for Next Level, and they're listed as the developer when uh, they're involved. Huh. Hmm. Then what are they working on? Because before, <laughs> the, most, the most recent thing they did was Luigi's Mansion 3, and they yep. said they spent like five or six years on that. And in the midst... There was technically Metroid Prime Federation Force, but most of their hands-on team was working on Luigi's Mansion 3. So, what? What I figured now would be the time where they would reveal what they're working on. And they're it's not Mario something. Strikers? No, they're <laughs> making an open-world, procedurally generated Luigi's Mansion 4. <laughs> Man, still not punch out either way, huh? <laughs> no, nope, not at all. Okay. Never. Up next, we had some more information about Splatoon 3, specifically yes. Salmon Run. Salmon uh, Run. So I, I'm not like a diehard Splatoon guy. I never played Splatoon 1. Very into Splatoon, through, to, uh, Splatoon 2. Really enjoyed that. This game looks, it's looking better and better. Uh, what, what are your guys' takeaways from this, uh, this glimpse of the Salmon Run? It's all I improved. It. <laughs> I absolutely love it. The music yeah, Bradley, was... you're, you're a Splatoon yeah. fan, right? I, I look... Look, not, I'm not going to brag about everything Splatoon-related I've ever done, but I literally was playing Please Splatoon before ahead. it was cool at E3 2014, okay? And yes. I was in the commercial for the first game. So, I, I feel pretty knowledgeable about the Splatoon series, and I'm so hyped for Splatoon 3, and I'm so glad Salmon Run is coming back. And it looks like there's like a boss battle type thing at the end. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping it's kind of like when you when you learn about Giga Bowser in Super Smash Brothers Melee, where in this case you would clear your three waves of Salmon Run, and then Mr. Grizz calls and goes, "Great work, guys! Looks like you got all the golden eggs we need." Hey, hello. I'm losing signal. Hello, you guys okay out there? And then big salmonid boss comes in, and you have to fight and defeat the salmonid. And if you lose, you don't get to walk away with anything. Just like every once in a while on the hardest difficulty, a boss battle comes up and you'll have to team up to take it on. That sounds incredible to me. Bradley wants steaks. He wants high stakes in (laughs) his uh, salmon salmon steaks specifically. Splatoon is so cool and I love all their ideas. And despite everything they've introduced, it has so much untapped potential. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it it looks, it's looking better and better. Um, 
I, I don't know, man. It's we, we don't have a firm release date. They just gave us summer 2022, so hopefully mm-hmm. that'll come out. Uh, hopefully the first half of the summer. That would be great. But I, I think one of the big things that people are excited about is that this looks like an online multiplayer game that is full-featured at launch, at least, uh, you know, from, from what people are noticing. Um, that may not so be the case. May not be I the mean, case, but I, I because think... Because Splatoon I, I, follows a... Uh, it's actually one of the first Nintendo games to follow that online model of we'll slowly uh, get stuff out over time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they do yep. it well with Splatoon. Splatoon's definitely one of the better ones, but I do hope that there's more uh, content at launch. They still mm-hmm. aren't teasing the single player. They only had that one teaser, and I definitely want to see more of it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they had a more Splatoon focused direct in the direct, upcoming. Probably, yeah. Probably, who knows? Maybe at like I, maybe in like June or something. They probably. probably will. I'd like to point out that when the first Splatoon game came out, I love that game to death. But if you don't have an internet connection, that game is bare bones as heck. And <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. When it when it first came out, I'd like to remind everybody: you couldn't do friend rooms. You could join friends only in turf wars. And you only had five maps when the game first came out. Mm-hmm. It eventually evolved into this incredible online multiplayer game, and the sequel followed up on that. I don't know if Splatoon 3 would want to do a similar model to that. It might wind up doing so just because it's been so successful in the past, and I can foresee them doing things like Splatfest and whatnot again. I do hope it's a more complete package when it, when it launches, but in the grand scheme of things, we've seen a lot, but we've also barely seen anything. Yeah, we've seen like three right. maps. That's right. We've seen a couple weapons return. We know that there's new specials again. We know that there's some old maps coming back. But we we really don't have a general sense of how big this game is going to be. So I'm no, very curious to see a Splatoon 3 Direct. I think they will do that just because it's a big enough franchise that's had dedicated Directs in the past. We're going to see some more out of it. The trailer also had a very weird wording because it was like, oh, you'll team up with Inklings and Octolings. So I'm wondering if you could play as one or the other for Salmon Run. And just, like, Uh, the game in general. I was going to say, you can, because in Splatoon 2, if you got the DLC... Yeah, for the the DLC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, maybe... so yeah, they might just include that from the start. That would listen. That would be awesome. Uh, we got it. We got to keep moving here. There's plenty more to chew through. Um, up next, there was a game that listen. I'm I don't know this series at all, but I know a, a certain number of a certain number of people my age who were very excited to see this game revealed. Front Mission, uh, the first and second first Front Mission uh, tactical RPG games are being remastered and coming to Switch. Uh, old school Square Enix tactical RPGs, which, uh, listen, we love those. Um, we, we love those over here they on this good. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So, uh, I, I have no doubt that it's going to be really good. Um, um, if you like mecha, if you like tile based, uh, you know, you're, you're attacking specific parts of the robot. Like that sounds awesome. Uh, I don't know anything about this game other than that it does have a cult following, and I know a lot of people are very excited to see it get another shot at the big time. Uh, Bradley, as you mentioned, the the tactical RPG love is real. Do you think this is going to make make the cut for you? Not certain just yet. I don't want to commit to too much. I definitely want to sure. commit to Advance Wars and Metal Slug Tactics. This does look cool. Don't know mm-hmm. if it's quite up my alley, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad it's on Switch. It's just not a franchise I know anything about. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's I, fair. Yeah, I think the one thing that's worth mentioning here, and the one thing that kind of gives me pause about this, is that it's being developed by Forever Entertainment, which doesn't have the best 
track record for remakes. What have they done before? Uh, they made the Panzer Dragoon remake, which was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and they've done a few others that uh, don't come off the top of my head, but I just know they're, they're not, like, the best most of the time. I played the Panzer Dragoon remake, and that was the very definition of mediocre, so I just hope that this is... Maybe the fact that this is more slow-paced and, you know, tactical, it'll, it'll be a little easier for them to to do justice. Hopefully, uh, yeah. at the very least. I think I think that's a fair a fair a fair comparison. Um, again, one of those things where we're not really going to know what it's what it's all about until it comes out. And all we got for a release date was summer, the vague summer, and the sequel. Same thing. We don't have a release date on that either. I, I, I love that they said the sequel will be coming out in the future, which is Honestly, very definite. Like, <laughs> very definite. But like, wow, what a what a move! Like, because like I know a lot. Again, none of us on this podcast are. are particular fans of this game but i know a lot of people really lost their minds over this reveal and then to be like hey and you know what you get the sequel too it's like damn like those people were were feasting in that moment so so good for them Mm -hmm. um let's move on to you know again another gigantic reveal uh disney cart uh, oh my god <laughs> disney what's it called disney Speedstorm, uh a disney basically a disney kart racer i i don't know it looks looks fine it's free to play it, at least yeah, you may as well give it a try yeah 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 it's free to play like what what more do you want um i cannot wait well, to... are, are you asking because like i'll gladly take some simpsons characters <laughs> they want to oh. do the incredibles i'll take those oh uh, my god yeah was... yeah listen sully's in there so i think I the do, incredibles yeah. could, could like show up yeah. yeah yeah i think they showed buzz lightyear as playable right so i feel like our pixar mm. reps are pretty good i i, I want Car- i want carl from up to be a character <laughs> Yes, that would be very funny. So I don't know. It's a, it's a free to play Disney kart racer. It will probably be fine, and it will probably have very predatory uh, practices to milk people from their money. Um, Hell yeah! Oh <laughs> everyone's favorite thing. Uh, so this next one again, just for Mark, uh, Star Wars: yes. The Force Unleashed. So good. One of the Horned best Star Switch. Wars games ever. Okay, now so I should good. add, let me have this announcement too, because that was one of the few Star Wars games I played growing up, and it was so amazing. I'm so glad to see this game get another shot. Um, I, I loved it back then. It, it's so good to see it come to Switch. I love that I, they have the motion control support and everything too. It's looking like a, a nice conversion over the new platform. I'm, I'm super interested to see how this goes. From, from what I understand, and again, I've never played this game, so I, I couldn't tell you for sure. From what I understand, the Wii version was bad. No, it's no? Uh, there's a huge debate online which one is better, the Wii or the uh, the PlayStation Three version, because the Wii one was based on the PS Two one, and being honest, like they're both really good, but they honestly feel like different games. So there were some people that were annoyed by like the motion controls and the graphics and stuff like that, but it was also it was oddly like more cinematic. It felt more in line with George Lucas's Star Wars than it did. Like the PS3 version was a little lackluster in direction and they changed up some of the voice acting. Obviously graphically blew it out of the water. There were button controls, so that was nice. But um, this version is really good too. It's really good. I, I, honestly, listen, I can't wait to play it. It's going to be great. Oh, and you mentioned the voice acting. Uh, I, a friend of mine is the voice of Princess Leia in this game. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, at least Didn't from. I, mean, I, I don't know if they. You mentioned they, they might have changed some of the actors. Like maybe that's maybe that's true. But my uh, back in the day, my old uh, my old friend was uh, the voice of Princess Leia in Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. So it's good for her. <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout outs to shout outs to Tara Shane. Um, that comes out April twentieth. Uh, 
So a little yes. bit after my birthday, but I will still accept it as a birthday gift. If, uh, <laughs> I'll get it for you. People are out this you entire yesterday. direct is a birthday gift for you. Look, Cam. you want you. Star yes. Wars? If you want Advanced Wars, pick your war. <laughs> what about what about the wars. ultimate crossover? Advanced Star Wars. Boom. Oh, that's what I need. Damn. Advanced Star Wars. Incredible. Um. Uh. Yeah. So the point is, like, yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm. I'm. I'm so intrigued to. Uh. To finally. To finally play that game. Anyway. Uh. We should move on. Um. So okay, this next one, a a we had the 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 direct took a little moment to be like we're gonna put a couple collections on the switch, and so I thought this was very funny. We started with the Assassin's Creed collection, the Ezio trilogy specifically, which was Assassin's Creed Two, I want to say, uh, Assassin's Creed Two, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed Revelations. I could yeah, be wrong. Lost track at this mm-hmm. point. I know the character Ezio, but I forget which games he's in. There's so many, so many gosh darn Assassin's Creed games. Um, so the the Ezio collection is is widely regarded as uh, one of the best that the series has ever done. Uh, did any of you guys dive dive into these? I know they're probably a little probably a little older for you guys. Can't say I did. I yeah. so I actually watched uh, my cousin play the first one, at least the opening like few hours. But no, I haven't. Uh, I've never been attached to Assassin's Creed. I've always been attached to uh, Uncharted. Sure. Mm-hmm. When when that first game came out, it was such a moment. That first mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed game was like a revelation. Uh, people love Assassin's Creed Two. People love the character Ezio Auditore. As uh, <laughs> I, I loved it during the direct, that, that guy went hard on pronouncing his name. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he like he like did the full name. It was incredible. Um, so I don't know. This game will probably be great. Uh, I I haven't played any of the ports of the Assassin's Creed games on the Switch. I understand they run reasonably well, but I again I haven't experienced them myself. Yeah. So if I you're mean, a fan of Assassin's Creed, like apparently you get the best couple of games. So so good for you. February seventeenth. That's very soon. That's one week away. So it props to uh, you know Assassin's Creed fans. Uh, <laughs> this next one, no attachment to it whatsoever. But again, excited for fans. SD Gundam Battle Alliance, a, a chibi Gundam brawler of some kind? Uh, thoughts on the chibi Gundams? I didn't know what this was doing in this yeah, segment, because, like, is this a collection? Like, I have yeah, I was no idea. It looks like it's a single game. It looks like it's decent, at the very least. But I have no attachment to the Gundam games. I've, I've gotten Gundams in the past. I actually enjoy building Gundams and all that kind of stuff. But I've never played any of the games. This looks fine at the very least always nice to see something new come to switch and that's all i have to say about it <laughs> yeah not I... my thing i know gundam is huge in japan mm-hmm. but nice. you know i'm glad it's on switch definitely not something i'm, I'm keeping an eye yeah. on though. I, I will say I, I am a bit surprised that it's this gundam game that's coming out on switch in the west because i know there are a lot of like gundam strategy games that have come to switch in japan and have never come over to the west so it's kind of interesting for them to select this this you know action chibi game to come over rather than any of the other ones yeah i man i uh i gundam for me was like a big deal growing up i i had a friend who would build he would build the the, he would build them he had the models like he had the model kits of all the different gundams like it was Mm -hmm. it was wild um see i was very big into gundam wing uh as a as a young a young boy um but that said, like it's always cool seeing big robots fight each other. So you know, good for good for that. Um, the next one, uh, okay, again, a very big deal for a certain subset of people. 
uh, Chrono Cross. They were remastering Chrono Cross and bringing it to Switch. Chrono Cross, the often maligned sequel to Chrono Trigger. This game was released on the PlayStation 1 back in the day, what, 20 years ago? Something, something like that, maybe like less. That. Yep, yep um, something. <laughs> notably, they are including a text game in, with this game called Radical Dreamers, yes. which was kind of a was a Japan only release uh, that kind of fleshed out some of the universe of this game. Apparently, it's a huge deal. Again, I, I know nothing about Radical Dreamers. No, so that I, is a huge deal, absolutely. Because as I mentioned in the direct, it's not just that it was um, Japan exclusive; it was exclusive to the Satellaview. Which means that it was only right. available for a limited amount of time before the Satellaview got discontinued. So it's really huge that they're providing a modern way for this game to be preserved and come to consoles. So it's really nice that they're packaging that with the base Chrono Cross because it's really fleshing out the lore. Radical Dreamers is kind of like, from what I understand of it, the, the connection between Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Like it fleshes out that whole universe. So it's a good bit of context for them to add in there, considering that Chrono Cross doesn't have the ubiquity of something like Chrono Trigger, you know? No. So it, it's really the best way I think they could package this release to include that in there. And it's just so, so great to see this come to Switch as well, because Chrono Cross, like you mentioned, it doesn't have the best reputation compared to Chrono Trigger, but I know that it's a great game. I've never played it. I've always been interested in it because I love Chrono Trigger, Um the remaster looks decent. Nice that they're giving it the extra treatment. Um, really, really looking forward to this. I, I love the idea that they're 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 folding in some of those other Square Enix staples that they've brought to their remasters. Uh, mm -hmm. You can increase the speed of movement in battles. You can apparently toggle on some uh, how frequent you want the the the, uh, the the battles to occur. You can turn like off that. battles altogether. You can turn off battles. Like I, I think honestly, I think all that kind of stuff is great. Um, Campbell, if you've never played this game, it is very, very different from Chrono Trigger. Oh, I, I understand um, that, yeah. Okay, great. I just want to make sure that you're aware of that. Like, it is still a turn-based RPG. It is still a Square Enix game. The scale and scope of it is extremely different. Um, hmm. it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I never beat it as a kid, but I, I did play it a little bit, and I was so overwhelmed by, like, the immensity of it. Like, this is a game with 40-plus right. playable characters. Uh, it's it's kind of a lot, but I think I'll be able to uh, to kind of parse it differently now. Mm -hmm. uh, that said, we'll find out. Again, comes out uh, the seventh, April seventh, two days before my birthday. Once again, right another birthday present. Just yeah. listen, just throw it on the pile. Um, yeah, I mean, I will. <laughs> I do have to ask. I'm so curious about the thought process. Why bring this to Switch before Chrono Trigger? Like shocking. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not complaining that Chrono Cross is coming out. That's fantastic. But, like, Chrono Trigger is one of the most beloved games of all time. I assure you that it would sell, you know, millions on Switch. Like, I don't really get it. <laughs> yeah, Think about it the is, flip uh, side, though. If, yeah. if you're Square Enix and you're like, well, we could e let's say you have to pick one or the other. Like, oh, well, we could either port Chrono Trigger to Switch or you can finally port Chrono Cross. It's like, oh, you've already ported Chrono Trigger a bunch of times. Just do Chrono Cross. It's like, okay. Like I mean, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather it be this timeline, because this way people have a chance to play Chrono Cross again. Not no. saying it had to be one you know, or the other. That's we fair might even get Chrono Trigger in the future, but Chrono I, Cross getting the recognition it deserves, I think, is only beneficial. Yeah, unless I, I what if we get a Chrono Trigger type of remake in the style of Octopath Traveler? Okay, I mean I that think, would be incredible, yeah. but at the same time, I don't think it needs that. <laughs> at the same time, it's already perfect as it is. But you know, I mean, what, 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 listen, what would be ideal would be a Dragon Quest Eleven Echoes of the Elusive Age style 
uh, uh, situation where you can toggle between the two graphical styles. That's oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> Chrono Trigger as Echoes of an Elusive What Else Would There Be? An Elusive Cross. Uh, featuring Dante from Yeah, featuring Devil Dante Cry, from yes. Devil May Cry and while Elvis. radically dreaming. There you go. Yeah. With funky mode. With with funky mode, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Um, okay, so up next, uh, uh, this game gets more and more hype every time I see information about it. Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Uh, it's going to be so good. I just want to eat a I car went, now. I went from being mildly interested in this game to being like, this is going to be the game of the year for 2022. Like, it it looks, literally is the Mario Odyssey of Kirby. Like, it looks in terms incredible. of just even the, the abilities to, you know, suck all these other items in now and turn into a car, turn into a vending machine. If you can That's turn right, into a baby. vending machine, you're already We've game got... of the year. Obviously. We've got mouthful mode, which you Hell can yeah. turn yourself into a car. You can suck up a vending machine and spit soda cans from your mouth. You can hold a ring in your mouth. You can hold a freaking uh, scissor like, lift. And a and traffic rise your cone. Like... Looks unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Game of the year. Um, but, you know, but like legit, it looks incredible. Uh, they, they're, they're adding in some what looks like, like a town building sort of thing. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Chow Garden. I don't know if that sh- struck stuck out to you guys at all no, oh my this god this is more like i assume as you play through the levels you just unlock a fair share of waddle Dees. it's probably the game's collectible and once yeah, you reach right. a certain threshold you just gain access to a new feature in your town i don't think mm-hmm. it's sadly i don't think it's as deep as people are gonna think it's gonna be i don't right. hold that against no, the yeah. game it's just as someone who's played kirby games for a while that's just that's fair in line with what Kirby games usually do. And also as somebody who grew up in the Chow Garden on Sonic Adventure 2, I can't expect any game to match just the sheer bliss that was wandering <laughs> around the Chow Garden. So if it could match something of that element of collectathons and just like collecting all these cute little characters to inhabit your town, that sounds fine to me. It's nice to have that element of development going on uh, through the course of the campaign. Sure, sure. Yeah. I love how they it's have a, a Kirby cafe. Dude, I've been to yeah. the Kirby Cafe. You've oh been to the Kirby Cafe? No way. I oh, actually have. Yeah, it was fantastic. We got to eat inside of like a wispy woods tree. And oh, I, I oh have, man. I had the soundtrack. I bought the soundtrack to the cafe while I was there. <laughs> oh, Mark, it was one of my favorite you, things I ever did in Japan was go to that Bradley, cafe, do you so. want to know something funny? What's that? I was, uh, my girlfriend was watching a video of the Kirby Cafe of this girl I know which one you're it. talking about, and yes. You, <laughs> and you showed up and I literally, my jaw dropped and I was like, Bradley? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so my there's a user known as Push Dustin who does. Who he used to be a reporter. Now he just kind of does like Smash trivia and speculation. And he got us the reservation. He was supposed to meet us there, but sadly he couldn't go. So I went with a friend, and that friend was like, "Can I invite a friend?" And I said, "Sure." And so we all went there together. And then that friend that he invited was like a Japanese vlogger, and so I got to hang out with him for a bit. <laughs> It was fantastic. If I had more money, I probably would have bought more things at the store. (laughs) That's so cool. Um, uh, So the point is, Kirby the Forgotten Lands looks great. It comes out so soon. Six weeks. I'm so uh, excited, man. March 25th. It just just, simply looks delightful. Cannot wait to play that game. Um, We should move on to a game that none of us care about. Uh, MLG, MLB The Show 2022. (laughs) This looks horrible. Looks bad. It's, I wish it was a cloud version. 
does. Like, is it? Oh, like, is it not a cloud it's version? It's not a cloud version. It's a native oh, port. It's a native port that runs at approximately 5.3 frames per second at best. <laughs> no. It looks like. Like, oh Are you my, kidding me? No, I, I'm totally legit. Like, on the one hand, it is so cool to see a PlayStation Studios game come to Switch. Like, seeing the PlayStation logo on the box art was just so unnerving in a way. And then seeing what it looked like was even more unnerving. <laughs> like, the graphics themselves look pretty decent. Like, the character models look good, the lighting is good, but it looked like it was just running in slow motion the whole time, which is like, oh, man. Ooh, I don't know if this is something you want to be spotlighting in your direct Nintendo. <laughs> it's, it is a little weird to me that that got so much focus. They, they spent a lot of money to advertise it, and you know, regardless of the game looking good or looking bad, the advertisement it felt like it didn't stick the landing. Does that make sense? It like it, it was it, really it, awkward. I could tell yeah. like this is supposed to be a joke, but it didn't. Like the the t tone of the joke didn't quite land, and then they have a little puppet character come up, and it's like that should be funny, that should be cute, but like you just yeah. didn't say the line as effectively or something I, I like think that. It's I don't, it has the basis for a good advertisement there, but they just didn't stick the landing. I think you really have to be a baseball fan to get all the, the references and understand what that's going for, you know? Uh, but, like, right. if you're well, not well, immersed well, in that, it's just Well, no, listen, like, guys, yeah. let me break it down for you. Uh, so what's his name? Uh, uh, is it Shohei Yoshida? Is that the guy? Otani, the pitcher? I think. He's the mascot on the box. Art. Otani? Otani yeah. sounds correct. Otani, yeah. thank you so much. So, okay, so Otani is a, as they call it in, the, in, in baseball, a switch hitter, right? So switch hitter, <sighs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Because he can oh, switch from pitcher to batter. That makes so, so much more switch, sense now. Do you know what I mean? Why uh, didn't they just open with a pun then? I, like, Campbell, I, they should I, hire you. Yeah, they, they should. should hire you. <laughs> I should be Nintendo's resident pun consultant. I mean, I've already spent a year hiding out in the Nintendo of America headquarters. You know, they should hire me for their puns now. <laughs> because like, I was watching this direct and I was like, why are there two of him now? Like I don't get it. Like on the one hand, yeah. Like I understand that this thing is. I feel like this is really a bet on marketing this game to the Japanese market, uh, with bringing it to Switch, having Otani on the cover, and just really uh, emphasizing that side of it so much. Because from what I understand, MLB games haven't sold that great in Japan in the past. So I think this sure. is really like trying to angle it towards that market. A bit more i just like we were well, saying i have a better question, question. Does, okay does japan care about baseball oh yeah it's a huge sport in japan yeah. oh mark, sit, the, mark sit the hell down because... <laughs> that said are if you, you ask like does europe care about baseball yeah they absolutely don't but japan <laughs> absolutely does <laughs> yes yeah japan's huge in the baseball but i uh, believe it or not i had no idea yeah, yeah. Um, wow, Mark. Do you still research. nonetheless? The commercial was uh, bad. Yeah, no. Regardless, <laughs> it was really sucky. Yeah. Bottom line, uh, it, I'm realizing I misspoke earlier. So the next section was actually the collection, the collection section. Uh, in, in which case, we got Kingdom Hearts Cloud version, Klonoa one and two, and the Portal Companion collection. So I, I misspoke earlier. The That's Ezio Auditore Ezio Auditore collection was not included <laughs> in the mini collection showcase. Uh, that said, I am extremely excited to play Portal One and Two again. Uh, yes. mode. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm, oh. I'm gonna get Portal, and I might get Klonoa. Klonoa I know looks that great. that's a big deal. I actually used I follow people on Twitter who were joking about getting Klonoa news for years, and I finally got it, and they were like, "I can die happy. We got Klonoa. <laughs> it's, it's a remake yeah. again, but I can die happy." So I, I feel a little obligated to give it a chance, but Portal for sure. I'm gonna get it on Switch. Oh, 100. Have mm -hmm. either of you guys, uh, Campbell or Mark, have you guys played Portal? 
I've, no, I've, I've never... played it before at a friend's house, but I've never played it yeah, before. Yeah, I've like, never played myself. it, but I've I literally have watched the entire game, both of the games on YouTube, yeah. just to get the story and everything. Well, just because Lighthouse is so cool. Portal Two, no exaggeration, is one of the best games ever created. It is. But Portal yeah. One is one of the best games ever created. <laughs> like the fact that they're putting two all-time great games together in one package on the Switch. The first time these games have been available outside of the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 era, anywhere, it's great. Like, very exciting. Um, obviously, they've been, you, you can get them on PC, but it's like, to put them on a console is is extremely cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a, a great a great thing. I, I think the less said about the Kingdom Hearts cloud version, the better. Yeah. Uh, it's going <laughs> to... If, oof, I don't know, guys. It's going to be bad. We don't need to um, talk about it for the eighth time. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it for the eighth time. It's going to be a disaster. Um, but yeah, Klonoa looks great. That comes out later this summer, July 8th. So Klonoa 1 and 2, That's I'm, I'm actually very much looking forward to that. Um, so this next one, uh, I don't know anything about this other than I, my, my jaw dropped at how beautiful it looked. Live Alive. Hell a yeah. Japan, <laughs> a Japan-only release yes. coming out this summer. Uh, Campbell, it sounds like you know something about this game. I do, I do know something about this game. This was 100% my favorite announcement of the Direct. I cannot really? possibly encapsulate how excited and just shocked I was to see this show up in the Direct. Not only just to see the name Live Alive show up in a Nintendo presentation, but to see it get such a beautiful remake as well. So Live Alive is a formerly Japan-exclusive JRPG. Um, and the thing that's really cool about it is it's basically like Octopath Traveler before that happened. In terms of it being like i think six separate stories but it goes even further than octopath traveler where each story is its own mini rpg in itself there's one where it's like a caveman and there's no language at all so everybody just speaks in grunts and emojis there's one in the future where it's all like robots there's one in feudal china it's all about these various individual stories that eventually merge together into this huge beautiful and uh uh collection basically and i'm just it's a game that i've really wanted to play for so long because i've seen it on youtube i've tried to like download like get the the japanese version um and it's every time i hear about it people who have played it refer to it as one of the greatest rpgs ever made something that's along the same level as something like final fantasy 6 or chrono trigger on the super famicom so being able to play it at long last officially in english with a gorgeous hd 2d remake i mean i think if there's one thing that we've been truly consistent on on the podcast over the these few past few years it's just that we need more hd 2d remakes and rpgs in this style it's so so amazing especially the fact that this year we're going to get the a brand new hd 2d game with triangle strategy and a remake with live alive it's like it's like heaven for RPG fans, basically. So I'm so, so pumped for the fact that this is coming out. And it's coming out three days before my birthday as well. Which is like, oh. yeah, it really is wow. a good gift. Like, I think birthdays are the theme of this show. Birthdays are the truth, the true hero of this of this particular podcast. This game looks great. It looks beautiful. It looks, it reminded me, I would say this, it filled the chrono trigger, chrono trigger shaped hole in my heart. Uh <laughs> It, it, I just I can't get enough of that 2D HD art style. It looks just oh, it looks beautiful. I love it. Um, I will also say that I appreciate the fact that the announcer read the name out loud because I never knew see, just seeing the name written and seeing it only referred to in 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 Japanese. Um, I never knew whether it was live a live, live a evil, live alive. So it's good to actually settle that debate there too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so now we now we all know live alive. Um, 
so we, we got to we got to keep going here. We've we've been talking for forty five minutes. And we we're barely two thirds <laughs> of the way through this direct. Um, the next one, a surprise, but a welcome one to be sure. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, a sequel to the smash hit Wii Sports. How do we feel about this? I'm so excited. Yasified <laughs> I'm excited. What the heck? <laughs> I just wish they didn't spend that much time talking about it in the direct. It just it felt like it lingered a little bit, but I am excited for it. You know, it did feel like it was a bit protracted, but it also gave us Koizumi descending from the heavens wearing his like <laughs> tennis outfit and everything, and then ascending back into the heavens when his time here was over. Just the mere fact that we got that whole scenario was worth it to me. I don't know I if I was the only the f- one. But I think I having was... the free trial next week is smart as well. Oh, that's really smart. Especially, I love how Nintendo, they, they literally said, you know, we're going to do this free trial to test out the online. We need your help on the online. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Nintendo, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you kind you kind of do. Yeah, there's a network text, uh, I think, next week. Is that right? Yeah, yeah yes. something like that. Yeah, February so 18th to the 20th. 18th to the 20th. So, uh, so, uh, uh, uh yeah, not, about a week, a little over a week from now. Um, there is bad yeah, news I think about it's... that. There's only we'll forty-five minute play sessions. <laughs> oh that's, sure. That's well, they, they can't. They... I wanted to spend eight hours straight playing Switch Sports. No, no, no I mean, there's a forty-five minute session, as in it's like at seven o'clock, it's going to go live for forty-five minutes, and that's it. Yeah, that, that's not a deal yeah. breaker for me because that's how the Splatfest was back in the day for Splatoon. Except it was, it was like two yeah, that's hours, true. So. Yeah, it makes sense. But still, for like an online demo test, like. No one can play at these like select hours. You know, it's a little weird that they're doing that. I think they're cr- they're trying to create artificial demand so they could be like, what's the absolute like strongest our servers can be in a situation like this? If we Probably. force everybody to play in this forty five minute mm-hmm. interval, like how many people would? That's a good point. Yeah, it's a yeah. stress test. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it's a good idea. Um, I I, I will <laughs> listen. I. Uh, like everyone, uh, I played a lot of a lot of Wii Sports, so I'm looking forward to playing some Switch Sports. I think it'll be great. And they they announced that they're going to be doing some future updates. Uh, notably, they're adding golf uh, later this year. I think they said September. Even though the game comes out uh, late April, they're going to be adding stuff throughout, which I think is a, a great a great plan, a great strategy. They also mentioned um, kind of a fun idea: the uh, the leg strap that is used primarily for Ring Fit Adventure. You can use that to play uh, soccer, which is kind of a kind of a fun a fun thing. So maybe they'll do more stuff like that. Maybe they'll even Very incorporate intuitive. the ring from the right. What if they incorporate the ring from Ring Fit? Like that would be cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what what they come up with in the uh, for future updates um, as this game continues on. Um, we had a rhythm game up next. I'm gonna do my best here. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Uh, Thank you, yes. Tatsujin. <laughs> game uh, rhythm festival. also game of the year. Just call Another it game. Yes, yes. We have many games of the year. Um, I never played these rhythm games, but they look super fun. I, they uh, are uh, super Adorable fun. art style. Yeah, no, this looks fantastic. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, every game in the series is basically the same. The main difference is being that you have more songs, maybe some cooler visuals going along with it, but the gameplay is just so rock solid. You play as these adorable Taiko drums with little smiley faces. Like, how can you possibly beat that? You know? I mean, you can beat them because they're drums, but, you know. That's besides the point. <laughs> Nintendo, if you're listening, Campbell as your pun expert, he's right here. Yeah, I wasn't even uh, trying that time. You know, yeah, this that just was, flows that was, out naturally. That was just yeah, that was just conversation. Um, this game looks cute, and it, notably, there is a paid subscription service yeah. uh, being tied to this game. How do you? How, you I don't had, know you if I feel so good about that. Just because, mm. like, on the one hand, 500 songs is really cool. 
playing Megalovania in Taiko no Tatsujin is oh really cool. Yeah, but, like, they didn't announce the pricing for this, and, like, a subscription service for a single game like Taiko no Tatsujin, like, you have to be really committed to the game to, you know, you have to play it every day, basically, in my view, to make that subscription price worthwhile. So I don't know if this is the kind of game that merits an ongoing service, you know? It's not like the gameplay changes dynamically with each season pass drop or anything like that. It's just different mm-hmm. songs. It doesn't really make too much sense to me. Yeah, so we'll see what the reception is on that when the final product is released. And, and of course, it all depends on, like, what kind of songs they include, you know? Um, and, you know, and, and I guess how often they update the uh, the base product, you know? That's the whole point of a, of a subscription service. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um, we, don't, I don't, we don't have to talk about this too much. They, they released uh, more information about Project Triangle. Okay, no. Triangle Strategy. It is no longer Project Triangle Strategy. It is simply... <laughs> Triangle Strategy. Because that's such a good name. That's a good, oh, boof. Unbelievably bad name. But it's going to be great. I cannot wait to play this game. I'm looking forward to playing the... They released a new demo. So I did download mm-hmm. that, and I, I plan to play that maybe over the weekend if I find the time. Uh, I'm hyped for this game. I don't think we need to say much more about it. If you're a fan of Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah, you, you will probably like this game. Um, what do you think, Bradley? Does this make the, uh, the Nintendo the, the strategy was- game cut? Yeah, that's it's a cool looking game. I I'm glad there's a demo. I haven't played the demo because I don't have time to do anything anymore. No uh, this one this yep. one's more probable than the other tactics mecha game you mentioned earlier, though. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah more more so than uh, than front mission. Yeah, I, I think so. The art style <laughs> looks very engaging, especially if you're a fan of that like kind of you know Game of Thrones, Fire Emblem Three Houses kind of political intrigue. There's like a lot of that going on. So it, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, it's uh, as well written as. Uh, as previous Final Fantasy Tactics games remains to be seen. Uh, this this surprised me. A Metroid Dread update that came out the same afternoon. Um, uh, one hit mode, what they call it, Dread mode, uh, which which if you get hit one single time, you are sent back to the beginning of the game the, for the extremely hardcore players. Uh, and then, of course, on the other side of the coin, we had Rookie mode also added, which will apparently make the game a little bit easier. Uh, as someone who has yet to complete Metroid Dread, I am very grateful for the addition of a rookie mode. Same here, same here. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually uh, announced at uh, the Game Awards. We just didn't know what it was. They said oh, they were going to have a that. DLC update coming out in the near future. So uh, here it is. Wow. Well, there I you go. And know you know that. what? Uh, to, to speak to that, Mark... They also said that there would be additional updates in the future mm-hmm. for Metroid Dread. So I guess they're just continuing to add stuff to Metroid Dread, which uh, is surprising to me. Uh, again, not a bad surprise. It just uh, is, is a bit of a uh, an uh, unusual thing, I thought, for their for their to discontinue adding stuff onto these big first party games. So good good for them. Yeah, um, and, and another thing that was shown off at the Game Awards was also revealed here for Switch as well, being the DLC for Cuphead, which I thought was really cool. Apparently, that wasn't confirmed for Switch. Course. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, uh, so yeah, well, good, you know, good, good for Cuphead fans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's for people who like really difficult two D side scrolling games. They're having a great time with this direct. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been I've been playing Cuphead on my own time, just on PC. But knowing that the DLC is coming to Switch is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to giving that a shot sometime. It looks there you go. just as beautiful as ever. So uh, up next, we had uh, a, a, I would not call it a controversy, but a, a bit of a bait and switch. 
we had I, okay. I guess we should we should we should set the stage here. So uh, Shigesato Itoi, the creator of Earthbound, tweeted during the day, and everybody lost their minds because if somebody tweets, obviously it means that Mother Three is coming to Switch. Uh, that did not happen, <laughs> but we did get Earthbound being added to the Nintendo Switch Online and Earthbound Beginnings being added to the NES um, Online app. So that's extremely cool. I love Earthbound. Earthbound is an unbelievably good RPG that still holds up today. Yep. So to put it on Switch is fantastic. I've never played the uh, the first game, so looking forward to that too. Does this mean we're going to get Mother 3? Who the hell knows? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe someday. Uh, Dude, the fire... I, I love Earthbound. This is not sure. the first time they've done this. In fact, when they first announced Earthbound Beginnings, that was at the 2015 Nintendo World Championships, and they had everyone gathered inside of this big stadium, and they were like, oh, but before we begin today's events, we have one special announcement we'd like to share. And Shigesato Itoi comes on screen, and everyone's like, oh my god, they're going to localize Mother 3. And Shigesato Itoi goes, I'm happy to announce that the original Mother game will be available on Wii U. And we're all like, hey, I guess that's a win. <laughs> and now they did. They had the nerve to do the exact same thing again, where it's like, here's Mother 1, here's Mother 2, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, because I, 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 before this presentation started and I saw Itoi tweet it out, I was like, they're not going to devote time just to talk about a Super Nintendo game coming to SNES <laughs> online. And they've, I've heard rumors for the longest time that they've been sitting on an official Mother 3 translation. There were even rumors that they were going to remake it and do like a collection or something, right? That Those rumors happened like four or five years ago. I was like, maybe this is finally it. No, they really took time out of the presentation just to announce that another game was coming to SNES online. Okay, it's, that's yeah, cool. I'm this glad is... more people are going to play it. It's just, Ninten you got to understand, Nintendo. Like, read the room, please. Yeah, please. it's Nintendo once again trying to take credit for doing the bare minimum with <laughs> Switch Online. Be like, hey, we added these two games now after, I don't even know when was the last time they updated NES Online and Super Nintendo Online. Oh, God, no. Like, several months ago. <laughs> so now they're making a big spotlight about each platform is getting one new game. Congrats, everybody. <laughs> It's yeah, cool. It's... Like ten years ago, these games were pretty much impossible to play in America. Mm -hmm. right. So it's good right. to see them get all the support. It's just, you know, <laughs> like they should have been yeah. here from the very moment these platforms launched. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, well. I'm I'm right there with you. So the point is, like, it's exciting. It's what you just said, Bradley. Like, it's a little <laughs> bit of like a really like <laughs> what are we what are we doing here? Uh, but that said, like, I will absolutely play Earthbound Beginnings. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, I'm just going to kind of bang through a couple of these. Uh, Zombie Army 4, I know nothing about it. Uh, Gets a Fumadin, that dropped uh, the same day they announced it, which is mm -hmm. extremely cool. That very awesome-looking uh, Konami 2D action game looks extremely awesome. Uh, something called Demon Slayer. It's based on an anime, which I've never seen. Looks cool. We had Lego Smash. Um, I have never crazy. heard of this. <laughs> yeah, that Lego Brawler yeah, that was game. A, that was a news... That was a new announcement. Oh, it's so, new? Yeah, well, that we, would explain yeah. why I haven't heard of it. Lego cool. Brawls or something? Lego Brawler. Looks looks crazy. No <laughs> no idea about any of that. Uh, no let's just get to the good <laughs> stuff here. Uh, Mario Kart news. Not Mario Kart 9, but additional DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. How are we feeling about this? I think it's... the best way to describe it is you take the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe logo, 
you turn the eight on its side and it's just an infinity <laughs> sign <laughs> because that's what we have with it now we will never have anything other than mario kart 8 deluxe i think this is nintendo's approach to having a live service game now just with mario kart 8 deluxe being one of the best-selling games of all time they're not gonna let this die we're going to have new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the next two years, basically, which is so, crazy. I mean, it, it is the best-selling Switch game, and so naturally mm-hmm. it would be the game that should push Nintendo Switch Online, which I guess is their point, because they're like, oh, but if you get the expansion pack, you get the tracks for free. And as someone who already has the expansion pack, I will gladly take 48 free Mario Kart 8 <laughs> tracks. Sign me yeah. up. Yes. What, I, what I do dislike yep. about it, though, it, it, the, the downside of this just not being a new game is it's just tracks that we're getting, and it's not characters or battle courses, which is a little bit of a shame, but knowing that it's going to be exclusively retro tracks opens the floodgates for speculation, and to me, that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think I think this is like, you know, this was one of our first directs, or I think it was our first direct, uh, without having any Smash speculation going into it, because we have all the DLC characters released now. But now with this this expansion pass you know we don't need to worry about smash characters anymore but we can predict which mario kart tracks are going to be announced now in future nintendo presentations so it's our approach to keeping the hype going too i think just to throw it in there campbell i think the first 10 tracks have already been announced on the game's website i believe the, fir- the first right eight, yes yeah. the first pass yeah. or pack mm-hmm. i guess yeah right but I, I gotta think like waluigi pinball is a luck and dino dino jungle is a lot you know, like you know i can mm-hmm. get into whole, that whole thing but it, it is cool they are doubling the amount of tracks in the game, and I still actively play the game, so I'm excited to see that game get a resurgence in popularity. Mm-hmm. It's it's extremely awesome to to see them keep supporting uh, this title. I again, I don't have any like I know everybody was I know a few people were disappointed that there was no Mario Kart Nine news, but I'm like honestly like this is fine. Like I think it's right. I think it's a great addition. Uh, it does add a lot more value to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion mm, pack, yeah. uh, as as you all just said. So I think that's you know let's keep uh, keep getting that going. So yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be great. Um, the booster course pass is that out yet or it, it doesn't come out? We it's gonna be dropping soon. I didn't get it the drops date on in that. March. In March, yep. Chocobo. And I remember because it comes out one week after Chocobo GP, which is Square Enix's <laughs> racing game. So <laughs> which like, I'm going to get it. in the Japanese Direct. Yeah, they I'm going to get Clash that game, Strike. but I, I feel so bad that it's just it's just going to die a week later. So, yeah, whatever. I know, right? Awkward. Uh, sorry, Chocobo GP, you got you got you can't compete with Mario Kart. Mario, 8. With, yeah, the kart racer. Sorry. Yeah, like unbelievable. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this up. There was one final big announcement. Again, kind of for Mark, not so much for me. Xenoblade Chronicles Ooh, I have, 3. I have thoughts. So good. I have thoughts, I have, go too. Ahead, go ahead. Please, <laughs> gentlemen, take it away. I have no attachment Campbell, to this Campbell, do you want to start? I mean, I have. I think that my thoughts will be more positive than yours, so I'll lead into <laughs> it. Just saying, like, I absolutely adored Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I played the Definitive Edition on Switch. That's how I played it for the first time. It's already one of my favorite rpgs one of my favorite games of all time at this point um i ne- but i could never get into xenoblade chronicles 2 partly because the character designs were truly abominations to humanity um <laughs> so seeing this trailer and seeing the approach that they're taking with xenoblade chronicles 3 normally feels like such a relief to see that it looks like they're melding the approaches of one and two quite a bit especially when it comes to the character designs but just um just going so ambitious going so crazy with uh 
just the scale of it all the environments we got to see the characters that we saw in it it just looks like an insane expansion to the xenoblade universe and you know it it absolutely looks like everything I would have wanted in the follow-up to the original Xenoblade. And I I just could not believe, first of all, how good it looked, how much of it we saw in this trailer, and the fact that it's coming out this September as well. Like, when I saw it, I thought, like, okay, well, this is going to be, like, a vague holiday release. Maybe you get pushed into next year. But no, it's a lock for the end of the year, which is truly stunning so i'm very very much looking forward to this uh the only thing we didn't see though is the battle system in action like we saw characters running around we saw cutscenes of battle but we didn't see what the combat mechanics are which i think is really going to be the big um differentiator from this game versus the next because Zeno one and two had radically different uh battle systems so definitely fingers crossed to see how those turn out but at any rate i'm so excited about it at this point Mark, no, yeah, Mark, I get really, ahead, yeah. <laughs> I really, really, really hope it's more like Xenoblade Chronicles 1, because I think that game's a masterpiece. I think 2 is a failure of a sequel. I'll still say it. I keep saying wow. it every time we bring it up. <laughs> Ouch. But, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that... They're saying this is going to be for fans of both, and looking back on them, they are vastly different games, the first and second one. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm curious what the approach is going to be to this game, but uh, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I think graphically it looks stunning, just that first trailer. And Monolith Soft always improves over time, frame rate, graphics, just everything in it. Like if you look at the original E3 trailer for Xenoblade 2, or the Nintendo Direct presentation when they first showed off the Switch, like it looks completely better, the final game. But uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to get too excited just yet, just in case. Because if it's more like 2, I think I'm going to set myself up for disappointment. Yeah, I'm unbridling my hype right now, just to let it ride. I'm very much looking forward to this, especially considering the fact that the director dropped a, a letter after this game was announced, saying, you know, introducing the game, like you were saying, mentioning that it's for fans of 1 and 2, and also confirming that the game is basically done at this point. They said they were just in the final stages of polishing it off and making and just enhancing it, making it look as good as it can be play as good as it possibly can and it's also so fast i know it's insane like monolith has if you look at the games that they work on both their own games and nintendo games that they contribute to they're putting out a big release at least every year sometimes twice a year uh so they're insane workhorses around there and they also confirmed that the same team that did the music for one and two is coming back for three which really is i think all you need to know that it's going to have one of the best soundtracks of the year at the very least that's good, because I, I remember I knew about Xenoblade because of Operation Rainfall all those years ago. Mm -hmm, right. And I remember saying, this looks cool. I knew the game because of its soundtrack. I knew it was Yoko Shimomura and Ace. And I listened to that soundtrack all the time. And I remember saying, I want Shulk and Super Smash Brothers just so we can get Xenoblade music. And then they had wow. Shulk's trailer and they played You Will Know Her Names. And I was like, perfect. Mm -hmm. So yep. I'm I'm happy to hear the music, if nothing else. I'm not a big Xenoblade guy. I'm very happy to see that it's becoming one of Nintendo's IP pillars, that it's just rolling out consistently. I'm so jealous of Xenoblade fans, though, because it's cool yeah. <laughs> that the Direct ended with Xenoblade. Like, that is a hype, big announcement. But it's like Xenoblade fans are... They're eating well, man. I cannot oh, yeah. believe yep. how much Xenoblade has gotten support over the past, like, six years. That yeah. yep, yep. they, you know, they have multiple representation in Smash and all these sequels and remakes. And I, 
it, you know, probably two years from now, we're going to get Xenoblade Pinball and Xenoblade Cart, <laughs> Xenoblade, Xenoblade Warriors. Festival. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. I'm happy for them. I really am. Yeah. I just cannot believe how rapidly Monolithsoft has been cranking out these games and how masterfully they've been working on them. I know yeah. you said that you didn't really like Xenoblade 2. I get that. I see a lot of people on Twitter that love it. So I got to imagine they did at least something correct. Oh, yeah, no. And so. the ironic mm -hmm. thing is, as much as we bash Xenoblade 2, we absolutely have the success of the series to thank for Xenoblade 2. It was a huge hit on Switch back in the first year of the Switch's launch. Um, and it was a huge bet for Nintendo to greenlight a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles for them to make it a tentpole release for the first year of the Switch. And the fact that that became such a huge hit. I think it sold like 2 million units, something like that. Campbell, did yeah. you just discount Xenoblade Chronicles X? Well, let's I mean, talk well, about like, that. I adore that game. <laughs> but of course I'm going to... Yeah, like, go on, Xenoblade Bradley. came out in 2010, and then Xenoblade X, I think, came out in like 2015, 2016, right? Mm -hmm. So it took no, but I was just five, saying six like years to do a sequel. Yeah. And now, like ever since then, it's it, there's been something like every year. It's, uh, yeah. it's yeah. unbelievable how they to, turned everything around. Uh, it is huge. And I this do... is going to be the third one. Yeah, Switch. Or there's... fourth one, because of the Torn of the Golden Country was a separate yeah, Which is yeah. pretty much its own game, yeah. right? So. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I mean, I am, I am not going to discount Xenoblade Chronicles X, though. Because, like, I recognize that it wasn't a sales success, wasn't a critical success. I love that game to pieces, though. So, like, after 3 comes out, my hope is that this is absolutely the time to finally do some sort of Xenoblade Chronicles X Deluxe, Xenoblade Chronicles XS, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just bring it to Switch. Make the font size a little bigger, add in some tutorials, <laughs> and then it's perfect. I think that's what's next for Xenoblade after this. Well, there you go. Uh, so yeah, we can only we can only we can only hope and dream about uh, the future of what Xenoblade looks like for us. Uh, you know, and I, I'm about to, I'm saying us, but like I've never played these games, I have no no stake in them. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna see uh, what the what the franchise looks like in the future, uh, somewhere down the line. This game was announced for September 22nd, um, which is not the summer or the first half of 2022. So uh, Nintendo lied uh, about games that were the, the direct being focused on games for the first half of the year. That it's no true. big deal. <laughs> um, so the point is, uh, a really solid direct overall, I think, a little bit of something for everyone. If you are an RPG fan, if you are a strategy fan, if you are a fan of classic games from the late 90s, early to mid-2000s, like alive. you did very well, uh, if, you're a, if you're a diehard fan of Nintendo's uh, you know, first-party IP, freaking nailed it. Uh, something for almost everybody in this game. Lacking was a little Breath of the Wild 2 news, but I think that's fine. It didn't even that's need to be here. It didn't need to be here. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's going to be E3. Um, I think that's fine. Besides, they can't, they can't stomp on Kirby's um, impending arrival. Um, all right, so all that being said, we're going to wrap things up here for this week's Nintendo Direct. Tune into part two of our discussion in N-Express Nintendo Podcast, episode 271, where we will continue our conversation with Bradley and finally be talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh.